0: Hello there, folks, and thank you for listening to the show. I'm Joanna. I'm Nate, and we are Stranger Than, a podcast discussing unsolved mysteries, weird occurrences, misunderstood phenomena, and creepy happenings. As always, the Stranger Than Podcast logo art is brought to you by Catthulu Art. The link will be in the show notes. Today, we are talking about haunted slash cursed like modes of transportation and Places where transportation goes through.
1: That's right. And this was um, a fan suggestion.
0: From Kyle. So thank you very much for the suggestion.
1: Yes, thank you for emailing us and giving us a suggestion. We are always open to any listener suggestions and requests. So send us an email at StrangerThanPodcast at com if you'd like for us to look into something.
0: Like we said, today we'll be talking about these haunted vehicles and cursed vehicles and roadways and train stations and all kinds of crazy shit.
1: It makes me think of that movie, you know, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Yeah, yeah,
0: it does, actually. (laughs)
1: Because I think we've got one of each, at least one of each, in this upcoming episode. We should have done this around Thanksgiving, but that's okay. Too late now. Thanksgiving movie. Too late now. You know, I'm going to be traveling this Thanksgiving. You're always traveling. I know I'm always traveling, but... I actually haven't done a whole lot of Thanksgiving traveling like ever.
0: Going to Kansas?
1: Mm hmm. I am going to Kansas. I am flying on the busiest travel day of the year, which would be the day before Thanksgiving. So, with three children. With three children. So,
0: <laughs> that sounds we'll lovely. Let everyone
1: know how that goes <laughs> afterwards. It'll be an experience. Last Christmas was my first time going anywhere. Away for Christmas, and then this year it'll be like the first time going anywhere for Thanksgiving. So
0: it won't be a problem. Your kids are pros. They are
1: very experienced travelers at this point. So, should we start with a plane? Sure, let's start with a plane. Okay, well, I have a plane. It is the crash of Eastern Airlines Flight 401. It's also known as Ghost Flight 401. This plane was flying from. New York to Miami and it crashed December 29th 1972 and it crashed in the Florida Everglades. Oh good. Yeah. So what had happened is that there was a light out like an indicator light out and they thought one of the like wheels wasn't coming down properly. Uh And because they were super focused on what was going on with that. Apparently, they didn't realize that the autopilot had switched off and that they were slowly losing altitude. Oh, God. Yeah. And I think they finally were kind of like, oh, wait, what's going on here? About like, I don't know, like 10 seconds before they actually crashed.
0: So suddenly, like, is that the ground?
1: Yeah, basically. Man. Like, what? Well, we're not at 2,000 feet anymore. Right. Yeah. And... It was going like a couple hundred miles an hour when it crashed into the Florida wow. swamp, basically. Yeah. Lots of swamp out in Florida. There were 163 passengers and 10 crew members on board. Um, 96 of the 163 passengers were killed. Uh, Two flight crew members were killed along with the captain, uh, Robert Loft, and the second officer and engineer. Don Repo now Captain Loft and Don Repo both initially survived the crash but they were severely injured and by the time rescue workers got them they they died either in transportation or right after they got to the hospital oh god yeah and it says like 101 were total and I spent like way too long on this trying to figure out the math because 96 passengers and two flight crew members the captain and the engineer that's four people that's 100 so i don't know where the 101 is coming from and i looked through several sources and i couldn't figure it out it does list another first officer as being killed and maybe they weren't counting that as like one of the two flight crew members right right so that maybe can account for the discrepancy but at some point i was just kind of like okay moving on whatever close (laughs) enough close enough but officially it was 101 killed in this crash following this crash Parts of the airplane were actually salvaged and put on other Eastern Airlines planes. Okay. hmm After that happened, uh, reports of apparitions on those planes began being reported. Some were from the flight crew and some were from passengers. Several passengers reported seeing someone in a captain's uniform that appeared sick or injured, sitting next to them in the airplane Huh. to the point where they rang the stewardess to They're come like, and assist what's them up with this guy. Right. And then all of a sudden it would just disappear. They started getting some publicity over it so much so that Eastern airlines was kind of like telling their employees, like, don't be fucking talking about this.
0: <laughs> yeah, Keep it on the down low. Like
1: keep it on the down low. We don't want this talked about. Your job is basically going to be in jeopardy if you talk about, you know, seeing ghosts on the fucking airplanes. So, but there is one incident that stands out among all the other reports. There's there's one that really stands out and is really pretty freaky. So it was on flight 903, which was going from JFK to Mexico City. There was a stewardess. Her name was Faye Merriweather. What a great stewardess name.
0: Faye Merriweather, yeah. Faye
1: Merriweather. And she was preparing the oven to heat up the meals for like the passengers. Oh, right, right. Right. Wonderful meals. Mm -hmm. Well, I think they probably were a lot more wonderful back in
0: the day. Yeah, that's probably true.
1: Because this... This sucker crashed in, like, 1972.
0: Oh, yeah, so they didn't have the technology to have that shitty of food yet.
1: Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and it's like the planes are more spacious, and this particular type of airplane, the one that crashed, was, like, known to be, like, you know, extra roomy. You could and smoke. Yeah, you probably could smoke. Who Everyone knows? smoked. You could smoke probably. everywhere. yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it wasn't at least until, like, the late 80s that they stopped letting you smoke. I think it was the mid the to plane. late 80s was yeah. when they
0: stopped allowing cigarettes on planes. <laughs>
1: Anyways, yeah, I'm sure it was probably quite the tasty meal that they had cooking up for the passengers. So she leans down, and suddenly Don Repo's face appears on the glass front of the oven. And she Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, ding.
0: It's like, that's not what's for dinner.
1: Faye, yeah. <laughs> and so she's like, okay. Is this really happening? <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's always the first thing you ask yourself.
1: Right. When you when you see, you know, so a dead person's face. Especially appear if to it's you. the seventies. Right. It's just like, okay. I'm gonna need some confirmation that this is what's actually going on here. Mm. So apparently she grabbed another stewardess and the flight engineer guy that was on board. And they both came up to the oven and looked, and sure enough, both of them saw a dude's face in the oven as well. Huh. And then all three of them heard him say, quote, watch out for fire in this plane. And it just so happens that the oven that they were using had been recovered from the crashed plane. Oh,
0: okay. That was one of the parts that they mm-hmm. used from, okay.
1: Yep. And so he warned them of watching out for fire on this plane. Well, they landed in Mexico City without incident. But when they were taking off to go back, one of the engines of the plane started backfiring severely enough to where they had to actually turn it off. Oh, wow. And they managed to turn it off before it caught on fire, but it was like going to fucking catch on fire if they didn't shut it off because it was uh, sputtering and backfiring so severely that they had to shut it down.
0: It's a good thing. that they, Yeah, so
1: yeah. <laughs> it is a good thing. So that's pretty freaky that they got the warning in the
0: in a, oven from yeah. the day
1: guy about the fire. And then, sure enough, they narrowly missed having an actual engine fire. I would have expected that, that, like, oven
0: to catch on fire or something. Right, I know. And that's where I, I thought I, this whole I, thing was going.
1: Yeah, yeah, I would have I thought that, too. Like, oh, then the oven coil...
0: Blew out and, or whatever Yeah,
1: exactly, and started a major fire. Nope, it was actually one of the engines in the plane. And there's been a couple of books written about it. Of course, the airline like 100% denies that.
0: Like that was never a thing. Yeah,
1: that was never a thing. That never happened. And eventually, they did remove all the parts that have been salvaged and put into other planes, they right, they're just like, they ah, took them all out. You know,
0: just in case. <laughs> just in case. And
1: wouldn't you know, like, nothing has been reported since that happened. Huh. Yeah, once they took out all the old...
0: I wonder what they did with all those old old parts. Who knows? Some, Sold like, them for scrap metal. Some <laughs> super ghostly shit going on in some junkyard somewhere. Yeah, I'm
1: sure they have, like, an airplane junkyard of some type. Oh, yeah. So, Yeah. So that is the uh, story of Ghost Flight 401. I would also note that there were several requests because of all the publicity around the sightings and especially, you know, Dawn in the Oven and all. There were several like paranormal investigative teams that wanted to get on the plane and have oh, a yeah. around but they were refused by the airline yeah so. like you
0: can't bring those wacky shit onto the fucking mm. air, airplane what the what the hell are you thinking like what is <laughs> Nothing that thing is anyway? going on okay and we're not your... even
1: going to indulge that a little bit by letting you guys come we're and not... investigate you and... leave your
0: pke meters mm-hmm. and your your yeah. proton packs at home <laughs> you damn squares
1: exactly
0: i've got raisin hell it's a b-29 super fortress this was the same kind of plane that delivered the atomic bomb used on Japan in oh, okay. 1945. The form that Raisin Hell is in today is pieced together from two other B 29s that were involved also in the war. And it sits at the Castle Air Museum. The museum is a, has several planes from World War II, Korea, and Vietnam.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Raisin Hell is the only haunted one, however. Okay. Some have seen a dark form moving around and sitting in the cockpit. Uh, They did find a set of dog tags on the plane with the name Arthur on them, so they think that the ghost is from some guy named Arthur. For some reason, even though they found dog tags with the name Arthur on it, they're not sure who the guy is. I guess I don't really know how much information is on dog tags.
1: Well, it actually, like, a lot, because that's meant to, like, identify you, especially if, like, you know, you're faces like blown off beyond recognition or something yeah that's like kind of that. what got, i thought it's got your first and last name it's got your army or military id number on it i think maybe it's got your date of birth it's got your religion too i mean from world war ii religion. i wonder
0: if it was different during world war ii
1: i don't know like i've only seen the i've only seen like my father and brother's
0: but your dad was Army in Vietnam.
1: My dad was in Vietnam, and it definitely like had all that information. It even had that he was like Roman Catholic, because I guess...
0: For burial and everything. Yeah, burial
1: or last rites or yeah, yeah. what have you.
0: Well, maybe it was less so, information. So, I mean, it's not maybe... like it would just be like,
1: Arthur! <laughs> maybe <laughs> like in World
0: like... War II there was less information, or maybe it, since it was so long ago they didn't have proper records of who this guy was. I don't know. However, the only information they have on him is that his name is Arthur.
1: And maybe there's probably, probably there's some sort of like military privacy thing. That's possible too. Going on since it was like dog tags found in a military vehicle. I mean, it may be, it might be that they're, they're not permitted to that, actually yeah, that could be. That could be say too. what the actual name is for some, you know, some kind of rule that they got. They got a lot of those rules in the military.
0: Yes. Yes. Government's full of rules. Mm hmm. Apparently, he turns the landing lights on, which shouldn't be able to happen because there is no wiring in the plane. Oh, okay. But people see the the landing lights turned on. Uh, they'll report seeing the propellers move. Uh, which, the okay. propellers are locked in place so okay. they can't rotate, but people will be like, no, they were rotating.
1: Right, because this is basically now like display purposes.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's just on display. It's just... Yeah,
1: like there's no... Functioning engine in there. Anymore, no, no, you and, couldn't fly it. Right.
0: You'd have to put electronics and, and stuff in it in order to fly it.
1: But apparently not to turn the propellers on. Which <laughs> are locked in, in place on. somehow.
0: <laughs> uh, many workers at the museum have seen some shit with this plane. Tools that they're using, moving or disappearing. There's a case of one guy. He was on the plane. He was raised in hell with a buddy doing some sort of repairs or whatever and asks his buddy to hand him a wrench. And so he. Puts his hand out, gets handed the wrench, and he's looking out like a side window or something, and he sees that the guy that he's with is walking down below the airplane. And
1: Oh, now that would freak me out.
0: There's no way he could have gotten there. It was just mm-hmm. seconds after he gets handed the wrench, so he whips his head around to look behind him, and there's no there's one there. There's fucking no one there. There's oh, no one there. So that's, that's pretty creepy. I mean, mm-hmm. handy, helpful, but creepy.
1: Yeah, it's like, well, thank you, but now I'm going to shit my pants.
0: Right. I'm glad my buddy's not in here so I can shit my pants in private. Mm Mm-hmm. There was a point where Raisin Hell was not being worked on, and there was a man working on a different plane that was close to Raisin Hell so he could see Raisin Hell outside of this plane. And he would saw the co-pilot window open at one point, and then a few minutes later, it was shut. And uh, before any of the museum workers will board the plane, they always ask Arthur's permission. Apparently some paranormal groups have investigated and they've come away with inconclusive evidence because they never really have conclusive evidence.
1: Right. It's, you know, sometimes you get a little EVM with like a weird, weird voice. EVP. Or EVP. Sorry. (laughs) Shows how much I know about paranormal investigating. (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) But that's the story of Rays in Hell. Okay. Have any more planes?
1: I don't have any more planes.
0: That was that was it for my planes as well.
1: All right. Shall we move on to trains? Do you have any trains? I have a train station, and I do have a train. Okay. Do oh yeah. Why do not you? Uh, let's let's talk about Abraham Lincoln's ghost train. Abraham Lincoln's ghost
0: train. Well, after he was assassinated, his body was sent back to Illinois to be buried. That's where he was from.
1: Was it Springfield, Illinois? Yes. Home of the Simpsons?
0: Yes. Well, there's a Springfield in every state, I think, except for Hawaii. (laughs) Is there really? Yeah. yeah.
1: Interesting.
0: They exhumed the body of his son, Willie, who had died fairly recent, like relatively recent past, uh, and to be reinterred with his father in in Illinois. It was. I know, right? It was the 1860s, so this meant a train ride. Mm Mm-hmm and uh they called this train the Lincoln Special. It was a train with 9 cars. Uh, the 8th in line was the funeral car.
1: It's crazy to think how old trains actually are.
0: Oh, I know. They've been it's crazy. It's a staple of human traveling, hum- mm-hmm. human movement and goods, everything.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: A guard of honor was on the train as well as Lincoln's living son Robert. So that must have been a f- fucking that must shitty a, train, right? Yeah,
1: that must have been fucking awesome. It's like, "Oh, now with my dead dad and my dead brother
0: yep the train left washington april 21st 1865 and arrived 13 days later in springfield illinois on may 3rd now it wasn't a straight shot the train stopped in many cities so people could pay the respects to the late president i believe there was over 400 communities it stopped at
1: wow that's a lot of stops
0: yeah it's a lot of stops additionally the body was not embalmed so they had to stop to collect fresh flowers to, like, mask the smell. Uh, By the time the body reached Springfield, it was pretty upsetting.
1: Probably. How long did it take total?
0: Thirteen days. 13? Thirteen? Thirteen days. Not refrigerated, not embalmed, just being drugged across the country.
1: Wow. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's pretty rank. They
0: had a couple people traveling with him to keep the appearances up. You know, they'd fix the makeup and stuff and... You know, just tend to the body as it decomposed on its way across the country. Dude, I
1: would so not want that job.
0: No, no, that's not a great job. Mm-mm. Why does this all matter? It's because people still see the train.
1: Apparently, like it doesn't it come through like every April or something.
0: Yes, the Lincoln Special is seen in places where the tracks were in 1865. Sometimes the tracks are still there. Sometimes they're not. It's been said that watches stop when the train goes past. And the air around the tracks or where the tracks were gets cold, mm-hmm. notably colder than just a few feet away. As the train passes, witnesses feel wind, but they don't hear anything. And they'll see like the ghostly light from the front of the train. And they'll sometimes they will hear a train whistle, other times they won't. People have reported seeing blue-clad skeletons standing at attention by Lincoln's casket.
1: So that would be like Union officers. Yeah, Union soldiers. The, that would be the special yeah. guard, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: When this ghost train runs into a corporeal train, it mutes the sound of the real train as it passes right through. Hmm. There have been reports in many states along the route, but the most well-known are from Albany, New York, and Urbana, Ohio. They can be spotted on the nights of April 26th and 27th, and then April 29th, respectively.
1: And those are like the dates that they... It- passed through those areas i believe
0: so yes because it left washington april 21st okay and so i can see it would take that long to go all the way around with all the stops and the flower collecting the ghost train doesn't make it to springfield it disappears somewhere on the illinois prairie
1: i wonder why that is i don't
0: know it's like it's maybe that's where the old train station was Mm -hmm.
1: or or something i don't know or it's just like it's just never gonna get there, and so it just keeps on trying every year. <laughs> Maybe, yeah,
0: something. I mean, it, it did make it there in real life,
1: right? But yeah. for some reason or other, the the ghost part of it can't no. reach its final destination. Just has to keep on, keep on trying every yep, year,
0: every year. And uh, the actual car that transported the president's body was destroyed when it was placed in storage in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, The place burned down. It was in March of 1911.
1: Okay, well, I have a train station haunting. Bigan Khodor train station, which is in West Bengal, India. So apparently there is a woman that is dressed in a white sari that has been seen walking the tracks, dancing on the tracks, just generally hanging out. At the train station. Hmm. One of the train station's former uh, station masters had seen her and he had seen her dancing at nighttime and he thought that she was the ghost of someone uh, possibly killed by a train because lots of people are actually fucking killed by trains.
0: And a lot of, that's a way that people commit suicide, too, is jumping right. in front of trains.
1: Or commit murder by pushing them in front of a train. Yes, yes. And then accidentally falling on the tracks. You know, I mean. All
0: kinds of lovely things. All
1: kinds of things happen with a train. And, yeah. So. Anyways, he saw her dancing on the tracks. And he went and told some other people about what he had seen. Now, shortly after he shared this information, him and his family were found dead. Oh. And then the subsequent station master that they hired to fill his place, after he was on the job just a few days, he mysteriously disappeared. Oh. Yeah. And so, of course, rumors were flying about the fact that this train station was like fucking haunted. And eventually, people stopped wanting to go there. Yeah. use it. So, yeah. it was actually abandoned and shut down from 1967 until 2009. Wow. Yeah. So it was abandoned as fuck for a really long time. Yeah. So they of course, you know, the officials at the rail, the white railway officials in India say, you know, like there's no ghost. If there was one, there's not one anymore.
0: Everything's fine. Everything's
1: fine. Everything's cool. But interestingly enough, the so it reopened in 2009. And ever since it reopened, now the train stops running at 5 p.m. Huh. Just to make extra sure, I think, yep. that no one's going to be. Because like this lady are, only appeared at like nighttime, apparently. Right,
0: so there are no ghosts here. And you'll never know if there are because right. we stopped running it at 5.
1: Because <laughs> we shut down at 5 p.m., motherfuckers. And <laughs> <laughs> Not taking any chances there. And I guess there hasn't been a lot of incidents or any incidents uh, that were reported since then. In the last, like, nine years, it's been reopened. But, yeah.
0: Pretty good track record then, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about King's Cross Station in London?
1: Yeah, now that was pretty fucked up. So there's apparently a crying slash screaming woman that is seen and there was a there was a because there was a terrible fire. Yeah.
0: In 1987, there was a fire at King Cross Station. It would killed 31 people and injured 100 people.
1: Mm-hmm. And this was because this was they had a wooden escalator. Uh So that went up in flames because somebody dropped a match down the side of the escalator. And it ignited, like, the, the grease that was down there. was crazy. Yeah, which is probably, like, you know, like, the just the stuff that they used to, like, keep the parts moving. Oh, yeah, yeah. And probably because they were, like, smoking and you could totally, like, smoke and all the stations. And just, like, let a cigarette or something, like, drop the match down and an inferno ensued.
0: Yeah, not not good.
1: Not good at all. It melted the the ceiling like the floor above where the ticket station was like collapsed in because it was such a raging fire
0: yeah Yeah. well the following year a woman with long brown hair was seen just standing there screaming Mm -hmm. with commuters all around and so one of the commuters rushes over to help this poor woman and passes right through her and she fucking disappears this has happened throughout years in the same spot, just some woman freaking out, someone goes to help her, and then poof, she's gone,
1: yeah, either she's crying or she's like just straight up screaming that which that would really freak me out, yeah, yeah. I've actually been at that station in King's Cross when we went to London when I was like fifteen, so not too long after I didn't see any screaming women, no, i didn't I didn't see any ghosts, I didn't even know that there was
0: screaming women or ghosts, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: yep. I didn't even know it was supposed to be haunted, but
0: apparently it is.
1: And also, people have record, uh, recorded. Also, people have reported smelling smoke. Oh yeah, in that area too, just kind of randomly. Crazy. Especially since you know there shouldn't be any smoke now. Especially you know I'm sure you're not allowed to. Smoke oh no, either. you can't smoke yeah. anywhere, any any place, mm-hmm.
0: anywhere anymore.
1: Which is like okay.
0: Yeah, that's fine with me.
1: Yeah, but so that would make it even more unusual too. Oh, yeah. Suddenly smell smoke. And fire smoke obviously smells a lot different than cigarette smoke.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. There's a definite smell to cigarette smoke that you don't really catch anyplace else. Mm-hmm. You're never like, is that a barbecue or a cigarette?
1: Right. Campfire yeah, cigarette or is cigar? It's disin- you know? very distinctive. Yeah. And it's actually not that bad in compared to regular smoke, I think. I think I'd rather still smell cigarette smoke than regular smoke. Like when you have like a campfire and you get home and your clothes like smell like yeah campfire i don't know i don't mind
0: camp i don't really mind campfire i, I,
1: I think it's worse than than like cigarette smoke anytime
0: like, my clothes smell like smoke i wash them so they no longer do any well kind of yeah smoke. i
1: always do that too that's like first thing like i mean not only do you get dirty as fuck camping but then yeah
0: yeah i mean i don't know clothes to
1: like... fire <laughs> bonfire whatever anytime like smoke permeates my clothing i i wash it but
0: yeah good rule of thumb mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. remember kids <laughs> wash your clothes we also have the Silver Pylon.
1: Oh, yeah. You've got... Now, that's the one in Sweden?
0: That's the one in Sweden. Okay. It's, the Silver Arrow is what it is in, uh-huh. in, in English. It runs on the Stockholm Metro, which is their under and above ground mass transit system. So it's buses above ground and then also, you know, subway, and that sort of thing. This particular train, the Silver Arrow, was the only vehicle in the fleet that wasn't painted green. It was built as a test unit and was really only used as a backup train as needed, so like during rush hour or just, you know, other particular times that just needed an extra train. Apparently, this train is seen speeding through stations late at night or is seen by workers rolling down abandoned tracks. There's also stories that if it stops and you get on, you'll disappear forever, or when you leave it, like when it eventually drops you off, it could be days, weeks, months, or even years later.
1: That's kind of fucked up.
0: So it's it was a real train, but it's now it's just a legend that people...
1: Now it's like a phantom train. Now it's a,
0: just a phantom train. Like the workers that say they see it rolling down abandoned tracks. It's pretty crazy.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, shall we move on to automobiles?
0: Let's move on to automobiles.
1: Well, one of the most famous haunted cars would be James Dean's The Little Bastard, which his- refers to his... Uh,
0: 550 Porsche mm-hmm. Spider.
1: Spider spelt with a Y.
0: This is the car that he crashed and died.
1: Yes. Was it like September 30th, 1955?
0: I believe so. I know it was 1955.
1: Yes. Well, did you find out about the stuff with Alec Guinness. I had, like, no yes. idea about that. that yes, is so that's a crazy. badass, yeah. Yeah, so nine twenty three fifty five one week prior, apparently he's buddies with Alec Guinness. If you don't know who Alec Guinness is, he is the guy who played Obi-Wan Kenobi in, like, the original Star Wars. Yep. Such a great actor. I, it's awesome. I awesome. freaking love this guy. But apparently he was showing it to Alec Guinness, and he... Upon looking at it, he said it looked sinister in appearance and also said, quote, now I got a few different ways this this was quoted as what he said, but uh, the one that I took down and said, if you get in that car, you will be found dead by this time next week. And then other sources like quoted just saying that if you drive this car, you'll be dead within a week. but." The
0: gist was that, yeah, that you're, you're- going to die soon if you keep driving this car. Exactly. And sure as shit, he did.
1: Exactly, a week later.
0: So when Obi-Wan Kenobi tells you something, y- you listen.
1: Yeah, pay attention.
0: Yes, pay attention.
1: Especially when he's Obi-Wan Kenobi like 20 years before he's going to be Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> hey, he was always <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi. I guess You so. hushed your damn fool mouth.
0: <laughs> it was just meant to be. It was meant to be.
1: <laughs> you don't need to see our identification i I find your
0: lack of faith disturbing
1: (laughs) hey that that was vader that said that okay nevertheless obi-wan did not say that i just love it though you don't need to see his identification little jedi mind trick going on there fucking alec guinness love him
0: well after the crash the first guy that got it put it on display
1: this guy's name was george barris Oh, no. this is oh you've got okay. There was somebody before, else before yeah
0: before George Barris.
1: Okay,
0: uh, the first guy who got it put it on display. He was some used car dealer, mm-hmm. and he charged people twenty five cents, which is two dollars and thirty five cents in today's money, or two dollars and three cents euro, to look at the Porsche, allegedly as a campaign for safe driving.
1: Oh, okay, part of the safety patrol thing. No, no, that was a different. This was
0: thing. this is a first. This is the very first thing before okay. anything happened. Well. Besides, of course, the crash.
1: Okay. But did anything happen with this? No. One? Okay. No,
0: nothing happened. Nothing bad happened there. Apparently, Little Bastard was cool with that.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, his
0: wreckage was then purchased for $2,500 by his friend George Barris, mm-hmm. who began selling the usable parts. $2,500 in 1955's money is worth $23,521 now, or 20,348 euro.
1: Which is pricey for a wrecked car, but, I mean, it was a really famous person's. A
0: very famous person's car, and also a very expensive yeah. car.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, porches are not cheap, especially, I mean, his was all, like, custom decked out. Mm-hmm. By
0: George Barris, actually. hmm uh, George Barris is the guy who did the, he designed and built the 66 Batmobile, and also the Monsters ride.
1: Oh, yeah. Maybe think about, like, the old school Batman show. Oh, yeah, I totally. I love that show. I loved that show as a kid. It was, like great when that came on
0: adam west's last performance was in i think it was batman and robin versus two-face which is an animated one but it takes place in like the 66 batman like universe mm-hmm. and it also featured the voice of one of the Catwomen. okay i know that i'm pretty sure that there there was three different ladies who played Catwoman, and i think two are dead but I don't know. I know it's it's one of the yeah. It has some original voices in it. Burt Ward is Robin. And mm-hmm. It's uh pretty awesome actually. I mean, yeah. it's a cartoon, but it's great. It's totally good. Then he was in another one too that was happened before he died. But I mean, yeah. obviously they both happened before he died. But the last one was released after his after his death. Rest in peace, Adam fucking West.
1: Yeah, you're a fucking legend.
0: So. So first off. Barris gets the car, and it slips off the trailer and breaks the leg of a mechanic. Right. Then Barris sold the drivetrain and engine to Troy McHenry and William Eshrid. Doctors, I believe. These guys were racing against each other in, like, a legal race, not a street race. And McHenry crashed into a tree and died.
1: And, of course, McHenry was driving the... Car that had the parts. Well,
0: one of the—they both had cars. They bought the engine did and they, the drivetrain. Did and one, so one was car, one in each
1: car? Because I couldn't really get Yes, I believe one
0: was—as far as I understand, one was in each car, yeah.
1: But only Troy was McHenry crashed killed. and died. Yeah, he hit a tree. And, and
0: Eshrid's car suddenly locked up and rolled, and he was seriously injured, but he survived. Oh, okay. Then Barris sold a couple tires to some unnamed person— and right. both the tires blew out and set the guy uh, careening off the road
1: mm-hmm. and that's very dangerous my yes. parents were actually in a an accident where both tires like two of the tires blew out that's at the same no time and i mean they went like spinning through the guardrail on the other side of the freeway and oncoming traffic fortunately it was, it was very early in the morning and there weren't a lot of cars it's awful there but yeah i mean that's that's no joke when shit like that happens. Yeah, seriously. I mean, because you, you just have no control over your car. And no, you just. You're happens just, like instantaneously. It's, it's just like, you know, off it goes. Letting
0: physics do its thing until it stops.
1: Basically, and just hopefully you don't hit anything and nobody hits you. And it's just kind of blind luck.
0: A couple guys knew that Barris had the car. And so they broke into his place to like, take some shit off of it they're trying to get the steering wheel i kind of love
1: this part it's fucking awesome because yeah the guy trying to take the steering wheel out like had his fucking arm like ripped open
0: and there the other guy was trying to pull the seats out Mm because they were bloodstained and something fucked up happened and he couldn't get the seats out and managed to hurt himself yep well that was enough for george barris he gave the rest of the car to the california highway patrol who wanted to display it as kind of a psa like Pay attention while driving, or this can happen.
1: Mm-hmm. Or maybe just don't get fucking haunted cars. Right. You know?
0: Well, this is the the wreckage of Little Bastard at this point, not the wreckage of all the other well, cars. Well, yeah,
1: I'm just saying that you know that
0: would be also a good PSA.
1: <laughs> but I mean, how how would how would anyone know that it, your car was cursed until until it like basically killed a bunch tried of people to kill you and kill everyone else that touched it and parts from it.
0: This PSA was like a traveling thing. It was something they'd move to different locations and show off. It was first moved to a garage to be displayed, but the place burned down, destroying everything but the car.
1: Yeah, that's so weird. It's like it burns to the fucking ground, but the car is like relatively untouched. I yep. mean, it's all crashed and in its right, crashed condition, still all fucked but up, it but... wasn't like burnt to a crisp like one might think when the entire fucking building burns around it.
0: So next they take it to a high school where it falls off its display and breaks a kid's hip.
1: It's like, that's great.
0: That's wonderful. hmm On the way to the next place, the truck transporting it loses control. The driver falls out and then somehow gets crushed by Little Bastard when it falls off the back of the truck.
1: Like how does it even happen? I have I don't... no
0: idea. Some sort of spinning, and it leaves you behind, and then it stops, and the Maybe car it was falls like on ta- you. Like you
1: fell out, and it was like fishtailing. I, I don't, I, even I don't know. know. It's just it's probably a super random freak accident. It right was there. definitely a freak accident. Yeah, because that yeah.
0: Well then. It gets picked up by a different truck, and it falls off the—basically, it falls off the back of two more transport trucks while Mm -hmm. on the freeway, but that didn't actually get to anybody.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Slippery little bastard.
0: So the police had enough at this point, and they just were going to take it back and leave it with George Barris, but it disappears off the back of the truck transporting it, and has never been seen again.
1: Yep, never been found. If it was found, it's never been reported.
0: Well— on the 50th anniversary of James Dean's death, Volo Auto Museum in Illinois offers up a million bucks for Little Bastard.
1: So they're like, we want to find this car. We want to find that we car. And will pay a finder's fee of $1 million to find this car.
0: Exactly. Ten years after that, a man calls the museum, claiming that when he was six, his dad and another guy hid a car behind a false wall in a building someplace in Whatcom County, Washington.
1: That would have to be one hell of a false wall to hide a fucking, I mean. Oh, no, those
0: cars are, I mean, it's got to be a big false wall, but the cars aren't, isn't huge.
1: Well, it's not huge. I mean, it was like a Porsche and it was crushed, but still, that's. I mean, it's a, in like a it's barn It's not or like something. you're hiding a kilo of Coke or something. Right, I mean, right. it's still, that's still pretty big. Well, it is in Whatcom
0: County. You know, that's where Bellingham is, just north mm-hmm. of Seattle area. All right. Uh, the guy passed a polygraph test, but refused to give up the location until there was some kind of deal signed for the money.
1: Like, I want my million dollar.
0: Well, the museum will only pay (laughs) up once they get legal possession of the car. This guy would only give it the location of the car if he had some sort of guarantee of cash. So they reached an impasse.
1: Well, I mean, I can kind of get that.
0: You wouldn't you want to, to just give the look the the treasure without some sort of Well
1: or just the museum, like no we're not gonna give you a million oh, yeah. dollars Definitely just based not. on your work. Even if you pass a polygraph, it's like, like no, yeah, I wanna yeah. I wanna see it. Like why can't it seems like they should have been able to come to did they come to an agreement or no? No, they didn't no. no. So allegedly it's still walled up in Whatcom County.
0: Yep. That someplace like in a in a barn or something that they just built another wall, you just you know, put the crash there and built a wall around it and no one will be the wiser.
1: It seems like you Like, why can't you come out with the money? I mean, they do deals like this all the time. You come out, you have the suitcase of money, you open up the suitcase.
0: Because the guy doesn't actually have the car is all I can think of.
1: And then once he sees the suitcase full of money, then it's like, okay, let's get in the car and I'll take you to the location. I mean, I don't know. Just, you know, or here's the check with your name on it. Put the cash
0: in escrow. I mean, there's a way. It, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff you can actually like there's do. Some yeah.
1: Some way where you could find it. Yeah. But hey, a mutually agreeable uh, way of. Um, I I mean, I would feel like the museum was more trustworthy as far as like saying they were going to pay up. I would think so too. Then just it's some like get a lawyer, dude. have them write up a contract saying that they're going to pay up.
0: I know. I mean, come on, but yeah, the only thing I think of, I, I can think of, is it's either. Yeah, he just doesn't want to. He doesn't actually have it.
1: Or there's enough suspicion on the on the museum's end or whatever that that he doesn't have it for to, to where they're like, Yeah, we're not gonna
0: Well, I wouldn't pay up until I got it. I mean, Mm-mm. especially when it's something that's been missing for, you know, sixty years at this point.
1: Right. Hmm. Interesting. So still never found. Still never found. It was claimed to have been found, but, yes, not but there's
0: officially. no yeah. Yeah, I didn't find any information after after, you know, the last one where there they, they Reached the impasse so
1: it may very well be like what i mean what it's like bellevue bellevue what's like bellingham from here was like 40 miles like 50 miles
0: a couple hours somewhere like not very
1: 70 i don't know it is a couple hours yeah not not very far at all it's not far not far at all interesting interesting to think that it's so close by
0: i know how weird would that be (laughs) if it was if, right. if someday in the future someone knocks down a barn and finds Little Bastard.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that's where that guy was.
0: Chances are what's going to happen is they're going to be knocking down the barn and they'll walk over next to the false wall and somehow the car will spin and knock the wall down and cr- crush them.
1: Right. Or the, the whole thing will come down while they're knocking down. Cause, It'll yeah. light
0: on fire spontaneously.
1: Mm-hmm. If, you know, because maybe behind a wall these years, Little Bastard has been... Laying low and keeping quiet, but plotting. Mm-hmm. I feel like he, it, like his time isn't over if he's still around.
0: Yeah, I think you're right.
1: So, did the guy say how it was like? Just to, his dad and a friend like found it on the side of the road.
0: He it, There was no indication as to how his dad and the the guy's friend found little bastard.
1: It seems like it would, you know, like little bastard fell off again as he was. I don't know. to do off know. the trailer and like maybe just before anyone noticed it was gone, somebody else comes rolling up and they're like, oh, shit.
0: Somehow managed to keep it on that particular truck they used. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If it was stolen off a truck, then maybe whoever stole it, you know, if it didn't like fall off, it was someone wanted it because they knew it was coming back or maybe the whole all of these things were sabotaged and they were just trying to get it into a position where they could steal it. I don't know. Yeah. Cause I, mean, I don't if understand anything, why it would I mean, a Little Bastard unless...
1: seems to have been like a hard car to fuck with. Like, you yeah. know, you're trying to steal it and, and it's all fucked up. So it's yeah. not
0: like you're going to be getting like any, it's, you just have wreckage. So I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know. Weird.
1: Famous cursed wreckage.
0: Cursed ass wreckage. Yeah. <laughs> There's also a, the black Volga. Have you heard of that?
1: I did hear about that.
0: It's the limousine, and if you see it, you either die right there, get kidnapped and then killed, or die within 24 hours of seeing it. It also seems to be involved in child abductions. The car is said to appear from nowhere, and sometimes it's said that the side view mirrors are ram's horns, and the headlights are red.
1: And this car's like out in Russia, right?
0: Yes. Soviet Union area.
1: hmm
0: The drivers were said to be priests, nuns, devil worshippers the devil, or that the car itself is sentient and it's just sort of driving around on its own accord.
1: Hmm.
0: The story circulated in the 60s and 70s in the Soviet Union. This particular model of car was, like, the most luxurious car, so it would carry all of the Soviet political people all kinds of different places, so that probably added to the whole, like, people disappear when this car's around, because, right, because well, like, they probably like, the probably fucking
1: did. KGB used to, like, drive around in KGB shit, and, and, like... Just, Whatever you know, they got. anybody else. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The reason given for the Black Volga for abducting people is either organ harvest or to provide blood to rich Westerners and Arabs with leukemia.
1: Hmm. That's, that's an interesting theory.
0: It is an interesting theory.
1: Why <laughs> <By> Arabs? <laughs> I don't know.
0: <laughs> maybe because...
1: I mean, I could see maybe, like, uh, like rich uh, people in like China or something, because like Russia's a lot. Oh, it was the sixties, seventies.
0: So I don't know if if China was a real powerhouse back then.
1: Right. Hmm.
0: Yeah. So that's that's a weird one.
1: Right. Well, I, I hope I never see it.
0: I hope you never see it too, because then you'll die apparently like, either right there sucks. you get kidnapped and die or die 24 hours later
1: i love the variety too of like oh like, yeah possibly be driving well it's either priests or nuns or satan himself or satan worshipers like they're or all like, just in, like, sentient this, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or it just drives its fucking self they say they like one of those like five things i guess it's
0: <laughs> probably all like things like i read someplace that they said that it could be jews driving it i think it's all just sort of propaganda things these are the people that are against everything mm-hmm. you know against yeah the was It was interesting because it said
1: like Priests and nuns, and I'm like, because I Russians like mostly like Russian Orthodox. They're not a very
0: well. I think Soviet Union wasn't so much into religion at all.
1: Well, yeah, but if they are, it's usually um like Russian Orthodox or something
0: like that. I'm not 100.
1: Yeah, and they I I some
0: brand of Catholicism, I believe.
1: Um, I don't know if it's really Catholicism though. I know that there's a lot of Russian people that I know just uh here that I know personally are uh Russian Pentecostal, which is basically like Baptist. Oh. Yeah. yeah I don't really know. I don't I don't know so much about Russian I just, uh religion. I don't know. I just don't know that the Catholic Church has been like a major thing in Russia. I don't know. Yeah. I'd, I d I don't know either, but it's just it's interesting. I mean I would think that something like that would be like I mean obviously if you're in like fucking Italy or something, yeah, there's priests and nuns. Oh, everywhere. Everywhere, but Russia, not so much. And maybe it's part of the propaganda thing—is that they yeah. don't really, um, as a whole, like you know, have like a big Catholic community. So they they might just, be seen as someone like not on the up and up if they're a nun or a priest. I just know
0: in the past that there was you know
1: because it's interesting Catholic, they would have a the nun Catholicism or a priest was driving an there, evil but. fucking car that kidnaps yeah. <laughs> people for like organ harvesting and. Selling your blood to Arabs. (laughs) Yeah,
0: or Westerners with leukemia, you know, whatever. Right,
1: whatever. Whatever, Whoever can pay, I guess. Whoever's willing to to pay up for some.
0: The limo that JFK was shot in, people have reported seeing a figure dressed in gray standing next to it.
1: Now, was that what, he was wearing a gray suit when that happened, I believe so, yes. And
0: this is at the Henry Ford Museum in Dearborn, Michigan, which was where the limo was retired in 1978.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Did you see that new footage of the assassination? I have not. I think it's different footage than than the original one, but it it really kind of showed it like um frame by frame, hmm, and the part where he gets shot in the head, Jesus fucking christ, very graphic, yes. You don't really see that in the original footage. You don't see
0: quite the whole.
1: Right. You just kind of see him get hit and he slumps down. But this footage actually really shows, like, you know, half his head getting blown away. Yeah. Which would be, you know, what happens when you are shot by a fucking high powered rifle. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. It
0: tends to blow your head off.
1: Right. Exactly. And so, yeah. Me and Jarek looked at it like when it first like became public, and it was yeah. just like, "Holy shit!" That's wow,
0: that's something
1: else right there. Fucked up right there. Okay, so I have a pretty fucking haunted car.
0: Tell us about your haunted car, Joanna.
1: This car is known as the Golden Eagle. It is a 1964 Dodge 330 Limited Edition.
0: Do you know if that's like a muscle car or something? It's or? kind
1: of a muscle car. We can post pictures when we put it on there. Okay. Put it on the, when we upload our, our episode. We'll, we'll post it in the strange space. I would say that this car is almost kind of like the Stephen King car from Christine. He wrote a a story about Christine, which was like a car that killed people and kind of regenerated itself. I wouldn't say it regenerates itself, but it sure seems to be a murdery type of car. It kills people. It does kill people. So it was originally a police car for Old Orchard Beach, Maine. Ooh. Yeah, Maine.
0: Yep. (laughs) Stephen King loves Maine. Yes.
1: And it was... Driven by three different police officers, all who allegedly died by murder suicide. So Uh-oh. they killed themselves and their families. Yeah. Each and every one. There are two separate instances where a kid was killed not by this car, but by another car. And each time when the child was struck, one time the kid landed on the hood of the car and died. Oh. And another time it like landed under the bumper of the car and died. Wow. So it was there when two children on two separate occasions were killed. Yeah. And ended up like dying right on the car. There was a local church group who felt that the car was evil and several members of the group uh, committed acts of vandalism on it over the years and allegedly... Anybody who vandalized the car also met with an untimely death. Wow. There's reports of people getting decapitated by an 18-wheeler truck <laughs> and also struck by lightning.
0: Some real... uh
1: Some real heavy shit there. Yeah. In 2008, a boy allegedly touched the car and then murdered his whole family, including the dog, and burned their house to the ground. Wow. Yes. Now, the current owner of the car is a gal named Wendy Allen, and her experience driving the car, she's also had some close calls. It hasn't been as lethal to her and her family as it has been to other people, obviously, (laughs) but she notes several times when she was driving that, like, the steering wheel locked up, and also the doors would randomly fly open while you were driving. That's... Yeah.
0: Fucking amazing. Which
1: isn't awesome.
0: Not not exactly what we're going Especially for. Since it's like
1: a nineteen sixty four. I don't even know if they fucking put seat seatbelts in those things like standard. <laughs> Who knows? What year is it? Uh nineteen sixty-four.
0: If they did, it was just a
1: lap belt. Yeah. Either way, I mean, never a good thing to have your car door flying open.
0: No, even if you are fully buckled in, you don't want it's Mm-mm. not it's it's not ideal. No. It's not ideal at all.
1: Definitely not. And Eventually, probably like the same church group that committed the vandalism to the car stole it from her and had the car chopped up into tiny little pieces and oh. scattered it amongst several <laughs> junkyards because that's how much just they like, hated fuck this fucking this car. This car. That's like some st- they were determined they were very convinced that you know it was like possessed by a demon, it was evil.
0: That's like some Greek mythology shit where you like, you right. know, cut this just dis- d- destroy it and like spread it to the four winds.
1: Right, exactly, Damn. exactly. <laughs> but I mean, I guess if it was responsible, I mean if it was responsible for that many deaths i'd probably i'm I'm inclined to believe that it's evil too yeah
0: kill it however you can, you know <laughs> if you have to cut it up and, and distribute it amongst several great like do it do right
1: it. so the the owner Wendy says it's fourteen deaths that she know of, that she knows of that this car has caused, and then uh other sources say it could be much higher than that wow. Now, real quick, I kind of wanted to, since I read a lot of different articles about this car, but it was always very, you know, it was like three officers and their families and this kid who killed his family and like, and like all these kind of unnamed vandals who met with a really bad ending after (sighs) vandalizing the car. So I did find some actual things in regards to the boy who touched the car and killed his entire family, well, first of all, he wasn't exactly... I mean, he was a boy, like, but he was probably 20 to 21 years old. Okay. So not like a little boy.
0: Not like eight-year-old, an year, right. eight-year-old kid or something. Right. yeah.
1: But on February 20th, 2008, this guy, Matthew Cushing, did go into his house in Old Orchard Beach and stabbed his mom, his stepdad, and his stepbrother before lighting the house on fire, and the dog was locked in the kennel, so it was trapped and also killed. Huh. And he was so he uh, didn't
0: he didn't kill the dog on purpose; it just burned to death. That's
1: basically yeah. I mean, worse. well, maybe it is on purpose because he lit the house on fire, knowing the dog was in there. Oh
0: yeah, what a dick. Yeah, I'm like kills his family, whatever. The dog,
1: <laughs> the fucking dog. Seriously, like, did you have to do that, <laughs> motherfucker? So he was uh, convicted of first-degree murder and sentenced to life and all that. I did find another news article. It was dated 11-18-2009. It doesn't say, like, the date that the incident happened, but I did find one where one Bruce Savoy, age 55, shot his wife Stacy Savoy, age 50, and then himself, and he was... He also lived in Old Orchard Beach and was a former police officer. I'll be damned. Yeah. So those were ones where I was actually able to find a name and date and, like, yes, they were killed and, yes, they lived in that city. Wow. Crazy. So I would say that there is definitely some some truth behind this legendary evil car.
0: But it's gone now.
1: It is gone now, except that Wendy got online and kind of pleaded her case about how, like, her car had been stolen, chopped up to bits. And uh, as of now, she has recovered most of the pieces of the car. Oh, great. But she's, like, not 100% sure if she's going to, like, put it all back together again and rebuild the car. (laughs) I would just like to say, like, no, Wendy.
0: (laughs) For the love of Christ, no.
1: No. Do not put that car back together. Because I'm 100% convinced that this car is fucking evil. <laughs> I mean, it just... Yeah. Well, then. <laughs> I, even if it's not some evil entity making the car do this, like, clear, clearly there's something wrong with this car, that it just it doesn't need to be put back together. It's not and worth, the effort. Yeah, not worth not, the effort. Yeah, it's not... It's not... There's, you know, plenty of other cars out there that you can get that are fully together and, like, don't kill everyone that, like, drives it or... Or fucking touches it. Touches it, so... Yeah. And apparently, I'm guessing, like, Old Orchard Beach, Maine, is, like, one of these, like, old school towns, you know? Because Wendy has actually gotten the nickname, they call her the Sea Witch. Oh, yeah? Of Old Orchard Beach, because she think they think that it's her fault, like, that she infused the car with black magic. Maybe she did. Well, yeah, but she wasn't the original owner of the car.
0: Maybe she just wanted to be the whole time, so she's been, like, <laughs> bewitching the car for many years.
1: I, I don't know. I mean, I think she's maybe a colorful person. She made a car or put together, like, pieces of a car and, like, rebuilt a car. Um, and the whole outside was nothing but, like, colorful beads, which she did to raise autism awareness. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I don't think she's, you know, I don't think she's a bad person, but I feel like, you know, it's like one of, it is almost like one of those Stephen King towns with all these like elder people, like just all like serious and churchy <laughs> and they fucking like hate the shit out of her because she's just like, you know, blah, 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 and they call her a fucking witch and it, it, like, I can see it being kind of like a puritanical or puritan. It looks like a pretty nice place, <laughs> you know? Is that even a word?
0: Puritanical, yeah, I think so.
1: <laughs> Am I just like making up words again, or not? That could be, but yeah, maybe just full of. I can see it being just full of these like real, old school Puritan types that just don't approve of her at all, and basically call her a witch. And I mean, yeah, I get the, the motivation between behind, behind wanting the car to be destroyed, but.
0: They do have a Haunted History ghost uh, walk in the town.
1: Hmm. So that's cool. Yeah. But yes, as of right now, the Golden Eagle is still in pieces. And I I think it...
0: I hope it remains that way. I hope it
1: remains that way, too, because... Fuck that car. Yeah. (laughs) 100%.
0: The last that I have happened on December 11th, 2002. Police received several calls from motorists reporting seeing headlights veer off the road. This is on the A3 highway, which is in the UK. Okay. Sees a bunch of crashes. When authorities arrive, they find no crash. They're a bit confused because they got several of these calls. So they keep searching the area, and they do find a wreck. From five months previous.
1: Oh, Inside weird. the
0: car they find a decomposing body. So some say that that is the 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 car that they saw drive off the road was a ghost car showing where the actual uh scene of the accident was.
1: Oh okay like leading people to it because it hadn't been found for like 5 fucking months. That's right. Okay. Makes sense I guess. Yeah, sure. It's like okay, I guess I guess I'm just going to have to you know take this into my ghost hands. Myself and if
0: ghosts are repeating their actions like they do, sometimes I can see how they would repeat their crash.
1: Mm-hmm. That is weird. That's weird to just get all these calls and then it's like a five month old crash. How did nobody find it before? Was it like
0: Apparently there weren't any calls? Maybe it was it's a person like that like lived a, alone a, or I don't know.
1: And it's just not a well like a traveled road. Well like.
0: there's it's there's all kinds of crashes. It's not a very safe highway, apparently.
1: Hmm. But and it had to have been, like, hidden, like, people just... Into some bushes somewhere yeah.
0: and just overlooked, not seen, just, you know, you, pe- people aren't looking on the side of the road very often. I mean, you know, when I'm driving, I'm not staring off in the side of the freeway, especially when on the freeway, mm-hmm. paying attention to the people around me trying to kill me.
1: Yeah, there's been a couple things in the news recently where they, like, just recently, like, you know found some missing person from, like, the 60s or some shit because the car, like, crashed into water or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's crazy when shit like that happens. Like, somebody just disappears. And, like, 40, 50 fuck- years yeah, later, 40, yeah, 40, 50 years later, they finally fucking find him, and, oh, my gosh. Insanity. Yeah. It's crazy.
0: Well, be sure to join our Facebook group, The Strange Space, and uh, we will talk to you next time. Stay strange.
1: Do you enjoy the Stranger Than podcast? Please let us know. Rate and comment on iTunes. Check out and like our Facebook page, Facebook.com slash Stranger Than Podcast, our Twitter at underscore Stranger Than, or drop us an email, Stranger Than Podcast at gmail.com. That's Stranger Than Podcast, all one word, at gmail.com. Also, feel free to email us any strange, mysterious, or misunderstood stories or topic suggestions that you'd like to share or hear about.